So um, we'll talk about how to have and walk in that confidence and peace. But we talked about yesterday in fellowship. If you didn't watch yesterday, make sure that you go back and you look at how to walk in confidence and peace, complete confidence and peace in fellowship. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. issue was, uh, and we talked about this and how to remedy that, is that many people know that we're supposed to have fellowship, but they don't have a revelation of it, and they're not actually walking in it. And I'm talking about many spiritual leaders, you know, uh, and you can tell by how they live, okay? You can tell by the fruit that they have. So, for example, how do they make decisions? Do they make decisions solely logical? Uh, Do they make decisions based off of a calendar only, or is God involved in that? So you, you guys know I'll make decisions, but I'll wait I'll wait. If if God tells me to do it, I'll move fast. But if I don't hear from him, I'm waiting until I hear from him. Y'all have seen that time and time again. Why? Because my decision-making is not based on logic or what Mm -hmm. needs to be done, quote-unquote. It's it's what has God said. And we talked about that yesterday, that that's exactly what Jesus did. He never did anything but what yeah. he saw the Father do. And he saw what the Father wanted, how to do it. He spoke those things. He said things exactly the way the Father wanted. Yeah. It was very detailed. Why? Because his intimate fellowship with the Father was so strong, he was having constant interaction with the Lord. And yeah. so that's what we were talking about yesterday is when we get to the place that our, our fellowship with the Father is so strong then our life pivots on that instead of events, timetables, logic. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell somebody who's walking in intimacy and has a revelation of that because their life hinges on that. And when we do that, and we gave this example, you know, what if God walks into the room? How do we react, right? Mm -hmm. Are we at peace? Are we confident, you know, like... If God himself walks into this room right here and he he walks into the room where you're watching this and he's sitting there, like, are you concerned that a meteor is going to hit the earth right where you are and we're all going to die? No, No, you're not concerned. Are you concerned that your finances are going to be okay? Mm -hmm. You're not concerned. You're at peace. You have a confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buddy, you you brought up the great scripture in Acts 4.13 uh, even though these men were unlearned, they knew that they were unlearned man, men. But when they looked yeah. at their confidence, they knew they had been with Jesus. Right. In other words, they knew they had been in fellowship yeah. with Jesus. They knew they had been in fellowship with Jesus. This is a major, major key. And so yeah. did y'all get something out of that yesterday? Oh, did y'all totally. get something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What stuck out to you about that yesterday? And if you didn't see it, go back and watch yesterday's broadcast. We'll get the link up for you. But uh, what what really stuck out in yesterday's broadcast to you? Well, really, the what stuck out to me the most was just the imp- the importance of confidence. You know, like, yeah. like what yeah. I was telling you, you know, I, I've noticed how... Like yesterday is when it kind of came to light where I recognized how much confidence I hadn't always had. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like when it comes to making decisions, you know, second guessing different things and yeah. and recognizing, no, it's in that fellowship that I can find true confidence. Yeah. You yes. know, like true confidence in in a word that the Lord gave or true true yeah. confidence in, in different things. Cause, like I've noticed that the enemy has really tried to attack people 
um, in the area of their confidence. You know, try to make right. them very questionable and like like oh I don't I don't really think I'm worth that much or I don't really think I you know yeah I, like you know, all these different things when the reality is Christ died for us so that we can have yeah. fellowship with the Father yes and when we have fellowship with the Father we can stand in confidence we are children yeah. of, right. of God. And um, and so I I think what what stuck out to me the most was it, it just kind of helped enlighten that I can grow in the area of confidence. Oh yeah, you know, me me too. That's something I've been needing mm -hmm. for a long time because yeah. I've I've been someone who second guessed everything. Yeah, and the Lord's just been talking to me, and it was completely an on time word yeah. as always. But of hey, I can be confident in the Lord even yeah. if like. In and of myself, I don't have the confidence I need. Mm -hmm. But when I rest in him and yeah. who he's made me mm -hmm. and just his yeah. leading, there's there's nothing but confidence. And yeah. not like a cockiness, but just a, I'm resting in God. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I've found so much peace yeah. in his confidence. Yeah. In his, like, well, I'm, I trust him. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm listening to him, and I know yeah. he'll work it out. I'm yeah, that's right. I'm confident yeah. in him. Yes. In him, uh, in my life, you know. Yeah. It's it's been so peaceful is the only word I can think of. Yeah. As I've been meditating on that confidence over the past several weeks, it's been like the most peaceful yeah. my entire life has been. Amen. Honestly. Yeah. I, you really got a breakthrough a few weeks ago. I yeah. could tell it, it yeah. came and you saw things in a different way. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. That, and that's a confidence of who you are in Christ mm -hmm. and what he has done, which comes through, hey, he's there. And yeah. we talked about he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And uh, one of the things that I, I had a situation years ago where Somebody was asking me a question, and and I now I'll say I handled one part of it wrong, but one part I handled right. But they they did not get it, and this was a leader, this was a minister, and they were asking me a question. And so in that question, um, what I did wrong was I knew I didn't have a word from the Lord, so I didn't answer them. What I did wrong, I should have communicated to them. I don't know yet. Right, I should have communicated, and I didn't communicate that to them. That was my fault, and I was wrong in that, and that added to the frustration. But in set that aside, uh, they were very frustrated with me, not just for that. They were frustrated with me because they th felt like they had to have an answer, and I was sitting there going, I don't have an answer to give you. Well, I need an answer. No, you don't. You think you need an answer. <laughs> like, I don't... And I don't have an answer, and I am not answering you until I hear from the Lord because I had a confidence in my fellowship to hear from him when I asked for wisdom. Mm -hmm. Their logic set a timeline that said, this is broken if I don't have this by, by then. Mine wasn't broken yeah. because I had a confidence in that fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. theirs was broken. I realized they don't understand this fellowship and this relationship on this level. So now, yeah. and the, the situation was like, I was at peace. I didn't feel like I needed to do anything. But yeah. they wanted to know something because in their mind, they had they had constructed uh, a, an, a way of thinking that if it, an answer didn't come by this time, it, it blew them out. I have to have it, you know. No, yeah. absolutes are unbecoming on the lips of novices. 
they had made something in absolute that they didn't have. And I said, you're not getting an answer until I have an answer from the Lord. Yeah. Sorry, because I'm not answering you. I'm not going to make up something. Lord will answer me as I need to be answered, you know. Yeah. And I understand I've asked him for wisdom. So when I need it, he will give mm-hmm. it. And when I have it, you'll get it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh, they didn't understand that. They were frustrated <laughs> with me. But uh yeah. It was because I had a reality of that fellowship. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't that I was holding back from them. It mm. was that I had nothing to tell them. Yeah. And yeah. they were, in their mind, you have to operate by the logic of this world, and I'm asking you for an answer, and you need to give me an answer. I'm like, I don't have to give you an answer. <laughs> and the fact that you don't understand this is not my problem, you know, yeah. not my issue. Now, there's times where people, are, you know, you can get into analysis paralysis where you are, you're, you're, the Lord's actually speaking to you, but you haven't learned how to hear that well yet. And that's where it's always good to get confirmation. You know, yeah. get confirmation, seek out your pastor and talk to him about those things. Learn what the voice of the Lord sounds like uh, so that you can know that you know that you hear from him. But the issue is when you know that you have that fellowship with him, did I think that the Lord wasn't going to answer me? No, I didn't mm-hmm. think that at all. I knew he would answer me. Yeah. And I knew that if I didn't know what the answer was, he hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. I had a confidence there, yeah. right? I had, and I wasn't being rude. I was just operating heavenly. Yeah. I was yeah. operating biblically. And so I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be rude at all. I was just being led, you know, and that's the confidence of that fellowship and the confidence of that relationship. And it can be so strong. I mean, so strong. And imagine that where you don't have a concern whether or not you're walking rightly or not because of that confidence in that relationship. Of course, you know, of course, somebody can take this into the ditch where they feel like they can never miss it. They don't humble themselves to bias, yeah. you know, to be unbiased, and they don't humble themselves to the point where they could ever miss it, and of course, that's pride. Yeah. So you could get in pride and go into a ditch, but if you'll stay humble, you'll continue to get, which is why we need to get confirmation from our spiritual leaders. Yeah. Uh, if you'll do those things, uh, you're in a great spot, you know? I mean, it, it's just a great, great spot, so... Mm-hmm. Um, that was fellowship, and that was that was the confidence of an intimate fellowship with God and yeah. the peace. So think about that. If you have confidence in something, you have peace in it, right? Yeah. You have peace in it. So today we're talking about the second part of that, which is righteousness, mm-hmm. you know, righteousness. So one of the things I want you to see, and we can just look at these scriptures, Put somebody put them in the comments. So, and put this, I can have complete confidence and peace in fellowship and righteousness. I can have complete confidence and peace in fellowship and righteousness. And just like always, I'll let y'all keep up with the comments while I'm talking and if there's something that needs to be said or uh, addressed. So in righteousness, let's look at James 2, 23. It says, now I I want you to think about this. Isn't grace a good thing? Yeah. You know, grace is the supernatural favor of God. It's the power of God uh, to save. You know, we're saved by grace, right? Yeah. Okay, in a sense. But when you get born again, what do you receive? Do you receive grace first? 
I mean, it happens instantaneously, but there's something that has to come first before grace. Grace is not the first thing. And you can see it in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10. And and it says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus Mm -hmm. is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart a person believes, Mm -hmm. resulting in righteousness. Okay, And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So what happens is... As soon as you apply faith, you believe in God, you are granted righteousness. Righteousness is the thing that opens it all up, okay? Righteousness opens up the salvation. It opens up the grace that becomes our salvation. See, if we're not right with God, if we're not right with God, we have no rights, okay? If we're not righteous... We have no rights. Please put that in the comments. Mm -hmm. If we are not righteous, we have no rights. But when we're made righteous, we have rights to his grace. And his grace will save us, right? We're saved Mm -hmm. through that grace in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. It it shows us that. So what you see is that the righteousness opens that up. In Romans, I believe it's chapter 4 or chapter 5, you see that the wording, it's, it's verse 25. It's, the wording says, grace comes through righteousness. Yeah. So you see that it's not grace by itself that did it. It's you're made righteous that unlocks grace, and then grace unlocks our salvation. Yeah. Okay. So we want grace. We need grace. Grace is huge. Grace is important. But it comes through righteousness. So now think about that. If I'm an enemy, if I'm the devil, right, and I'm the enemy of your soul, then if I can lock up grace, then I can stop you from being saved. If Mm -hmm. I can lock up, and therefore, if grace comes through righteousness, watch this, if I can lock up your righteousness or your faith that you're righteous, I can stop grace in your life. Yeah. And now I, you don't have salvation, you don't have peace, and you don't have confidence. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. And so this is the thing that the devil plays on many times. And you remember, you've heard me make this statement many times that uh, a corrupted flesh always feels like it needs to pay a penalty, mm-hmm. right? It needs to pay a price. And so if we don't have a revelation of righteousness, then what will happen is our brain will constantly go back to, I need to pay for this. I've been so bad, I deserve to be punished. I need to pay for this, right? Our brain will go back to that unrighteous state, and our flesh wants to go back and pay the price. And the Lord said to me years ago, he said, there's already been a payment made, the blood of Jesus, and you will, the life of Jesus. You will never pay a higher price. So Mm -hmm. if the blood and the life of Jesus could not pay the bill, my works are never going to pay the bill. Mm -mm. My my self-righteousness is as dirty, filthy rags. My self-righteousness will never pay the bill. It will never pay the bill. And so if I don't walk in the righteousness of God Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. faith in Christ, 
I will not walk in his grace. Yeah. Yeah. I won't walk in his grace. Now look at this trap here, okay? So now think about this, all right? You're a good person. You're a good person. You try to do everything right. You want to love God. You're trying to, but you don't have a revelation of righteousness. Yeah. You don't have a revelation that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah. So you try for the rest of your life. You might even be born again, but for the rest of your life, you try to get things done by your works. Yeah. Okay? But the problem is, if you, the word already tells us legally, if you, if you operate by your works and you miss one, then you are guilty of all. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You could do a million good works in your mm-hmm. life, but uh, one million and one is wrong and sin, and all the other million don't count. That's what the Bible tells us. Which is why we need a savior. We can't, if we're not perfect, then we're guilty. Yeah. That's why we need a savior. And praise God, the Lord sent a savior. But how do you receive that savior? By faith. So I'm not doing good works to pay a price or to get the good things or to do Mm -hmm. the right things. I'm doing good works because I love God. I'm, I'm, receiving righteousness because I believe that Jesus did it right for me, right? And so when I believe in faith that Jesus did it right for me, I'm made righteous. And now I have rights, and now grace can be applied. Yeah. Grace can be applied. And then, because grace, the goodness of God leads men to repentance, now I'm empowered to do the good works. But if I miss one, it doesn't matter because by faith, I'm great. I just yeah. repent for missing that one yeah. and get right back in grace. Yeah. I get right back in that place. So should I go and just, I can do anything? No, that's God forbid. That's, yeah. that's if, you're, if you think you can do anything you want to and still walk in grace, you need to check whether or not you're born again because that's an unregenerated thought. That's an unrenewed mind thought. That's corrupted thinking. Yeah. So you need to work on that and renew your mind to what the word says. That's 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 wrong. No, that that righteousness opens up where now I can be empowered to do every good work. Yeah. And I'm doing every mm-hmm. good work not to pay a price or to have a good reward. I'm doing every good work because I love God. Yeah. You know, there may be rewards attached to it, but I'm doing it because I love them and I'm yeah. empowered by that righteousness, yeah. right? Yeah. So James 2, 23 says this, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God mm-hmm. and it was reckoned to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Yeah. He became righteous. He became the friend of God because he believed God. Yeah. Yeah. That same system works today. When we believe God and believe on Christ, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. When you go to Romans 10, it says, with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Yeah. Now you have righteousness. You have heavenly rights. And those rights are the grace of God and the power of God to save you, protect you, heal you, deliver you, restore you, prosper you. You have rights. 
because you're righteous, Mm -hmm. right? So this, think about this now. If I'm righteous, it sets me on a foundation. It sets me in the right place. Mm -hmm. The righteousness, when I'm made righteous, I can be stable. I can be confident and I can have peace that my life can't be shaken. But it's not because I did good works. It's because I believed God. I believed him. And one of the things that we need to believe him is that we were made righteous. Now, look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Now, in verse 17, it says we were made a completely new creation, okay? Mm-hmm. We, weren't, we weren't remade. Mm-hmm. We were created a new creation, yeah. right? A new creation, not just fixed, mm-hmm. not just fixed, yeah. a completely new creation. He took that old spirit man that was completely corrupted and, tur- and turned it, completely new creation, yeah. into a man that had no flaw, made in the image and likeness of God. And I want you to see this on God's level, mm-hmm. on God's level. Look at this. Yeah. So he, con- he continues that thought here in verse 21. He made him, notice that him, this 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He made him, talking about Jesus, notice that him is capitalized. He's talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He made him who knew no sin to be sin yeah. on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ, in him. Mm-hmm. We're made the righteousness of God. Like, you, you yeah. don't have your own righteousness anymore. You're made the righteousness of God. Yeah. What, were you, what are you smiling at? Uh, so, so he didn't make us sinners saved by grace? No. <laughs> he didn't make you sinners saved by grace. That's what we were. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and that, the you know, self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. If I'm made the righteousness of God in Christ, but then I start moving away from faith in Christ as my righteousness back to righteous by my works, yeah. that is dirty, filthy rags. Yeah. That, in other words, I can be born again, but then I start working, I start trying to you know, earn righteousness again by my works, then I move away from faith in that. And and grace is not going to work. I'm going to start seeing problems because I'm working to be good. You know, I'm working to get paid. I'm working to get benefits of God. No, I have rights to it because Jesus made me, God made me right. You know, because I, why, how did he make me right? Because you got to go back to this, because I believed in him. I believed that he would make me right because he was so right. Mm -hmm. We exchanged our righteousness and he gave me his righteousness. So by faith, I believe it. Yeah. I hadn't, like, I mean, I've I've grown up hearing this, but it never clicked until just recently, just probably like a year or so ago, uh, maybe even less than that, because... I had always struggled with like reading my Bible on a consistent basis or yeah. like believing for healing for myself. Yeah. And I never understood why. And it was because I was trying to earn it. Yeah. I was trying to read my Bible as a price. Like, yes. okay, I'm yeah. I'm earning my righteousness, I'm earning my relationship and fellowship with God by 
all this stuff yeah. by reading yeah. the Bible, by doing this, by doing this. Um, and I saw it as earning. Like, yes. I, God's done his part. I've got to do my part. And that's how I functioned. And yes. it wasn't working. I was like, God, something's off. Yeah. Something. I'm trying to read my Bible every day and something's off. I'm trying to pray for healing for myself and I'm not receiving it. <laughs> yeah. Some, I knew something was off. Yeah. And for years it was like that because I didn't just understand yes. that it's not a payment. Yes, that's It's not right. a payment. And as soon, everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed. So before it changed, let me ask you this question. Before it changed... You're trying to get a hold of God's grace, his yeah. healing, everything. You're trying yeah. to get a hold of it, but it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that make you more confident or less confident in God? Less. Did that give you more peace or less peace less. in God? So you can see this yeah. directly affects our confidence yeah. and our peace if we don't understand these things. And and here's a very interesting thing. You can see this in Hebrews chapter 5, okay? Hebrews chapter 5 actually shows where it talks about maturity or immaturity. And the and the determining factor of maturity is a revelation of righteousness. Yeah. So if you want to be mature in God, you got to understand righteousness. And if you don't understand righteousness, the Bible says you are not mature. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the maturity factor. That's how you determine is how much you understand and walk in the righteousness of God. Yeah. yeah. That's the determining factor. And so how many people know that? How many believers know that a revelation of righteousness is is the maturity level, is the marker? That's that's the biblical marker of maturity, is a revelation of righteousness. How many people, you know, and you think about this, think about this, and I know y'all have heard more messages on it. I actually include it in messages all the time. It's mm-hmm. I'm talking about righteousness all the time. Oh, yeah. But outside of here, like specifically, I mean, you grew up here, but outside of here, how many series or messages have you heard preached just on righteousness? No, I, no, I don't know if I've yeah. heard of any. Like You don't yeah. know if you've heard of any. Not not the way that it's taught here. Right, Like yeah. I've, I've heard we sin every day, we're messes, you know, we... Yeah. You know, we're sinners saved by grace. We're all the, we're just miserable people waiting to yeah. get on the other side. Like, no righteousness. No, we're child, like, oh, yeah, we're child king. Amen. But, you know, we, yeah. we're, we're flawed and, you know, plan, have planks in our eyes and weary so, and, and, hands. I mean, and so you'll hear that throughout messages. But, like, if, if righteousness and revelation of righteousness is the determination uh, or the determining factor of our maturity, yeah. Yeah. Man, shouldn't we hear some teaching and preaching on it on a regular basis? All the you know? time. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't this be? Yeah. yeah. Kevin said before boomerang zero. Wow. Yeah. You know, so you you see that this should be a regular yeah. understanding and revelation. Right. And if you go back and listen, now that you hear what I'm saying, you go back and listen to messages. You'll hear me talking about it all the time. I'm oh, constantly, yeah. I'll quote this verse, we're made the righteousness of God in Christ. So he, he made us right. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking about it quite often. So I'm, I'm putting it in. I'm sprinkling it into messages all the time. Why? Because yeah. if people don't understand their righteousness, they're going to be frustrated. They're going to have lack confidence, lack peace. They will not walk in the grace of God. They will not walk in the power of God, right? Yeah. And, and think about this. If people 
if people don't know a revelation of righteousness, how many of those believers and churches are walking in confidence and peace and the power of God? Mm-mm. And isn't that what we're called to do, to grow in those things? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what are we accomplishing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's something to think about. So, And not only that, but but one of the things that's very important is for us actually to go back and, all right, let me study some righteousness. Let me study right. this out, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... One of the things, um, one of the things that you see there is in that maturity level is we need to grab a hold and and really understand this, not not just yeah. play around with it. Because do you know how many people fall back to works? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and their works are never going to pay the price. They're yeah. never going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going after righteousness by works, that never worked. And so if we're not in righteousness by faith, that's the only thing that works. So none of this is going to work. Their life, their Christian life, they're going to be so sorely disappointed because it doesn't work that Mm -hmm. way. You have to know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It unlocks the whole Bible. It does. Like as soon as God started like, just helping me as soon as I opened my eyes to it, I was, I, (laughs) I tried going through my Bible and like using the highlighter colors as different ones. And I mean, red righteous, my entire Bible is red now (laughs) because (laughs) everything comes through righteousness. It's the key that unlocks everything. And he's given so much, but in order to have it all, we have to realize that we are righteous. It's not because okay, I've done pretty well today. Mm-hmm. It's because he said so. Yeah. yeah. That's it. He paid for it. I've just got to take it and yes. believe it by faith. And that's it. Yes. That, that's all it takes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, when we, it makes it easy. It really is like an easy button. I yeah. mean, it's, it, you actually, and so, you know, we've been in that series on the two parts of life, mm-hmm. which is basically receiving love from God by faith. Yeah. Right? We receive love from God by faith, and then that empowers us to give love back to God by faith. What I'm basically describing is the process of righteousness, yeah. is receiving. And I will tell you, when I started employing that, when I started, amen, Miss Patty Jean says, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when, when I started employing that, okay, instantly, I mean instantly, the grace of God flooded Boomerang. Yeah. And we started, things we were believing for, they started popping just like that. Why? Because we had tapped into righteousness. We were trying to do it by works before. But now yeah. we were doing it by righteousness. Yeah. You know? yeah. And of course, again, I'll say it again as a disclaimer, this doesn't mean we can go do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. It, the word says about that, God forbid. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. That's yeah. not how this works. Um, in other words, if you think you can just do grace covers, you know, everything, and you can do whatever you want to do, and you're utilizing that to sin, you need to check your salvation because yeah. that's that's corrupted mind thinking, not not renewed mind thinking, right? Yeah. And uh, so, but what it actually does is love and his goodness causes us repentance, right? It causes us to repent, to yeah. think like we should. Yeah. 
And it actually, it leads men to repentance, which means a change of heart. So I'm not doing things to pay a price. I'm doing these things because I love God. So when we get a revelation of righteousness, we'll believe by faith, we'll receive that righteousness. Mm -hmm. Now that righteousness will empower us because think about now grace can flow. Now the thing I've been trying to put down in my life and overcome I have grace that I didn't have when I was doing it by my works. So now I'm empowered to do the godly thing that I've been trying to do forever. Mm -hmm. And so many people have been trying to put down ungodliness Mm -hmm. by their works Mm -hmm. without righteousness applied. Yeah. And so they're trying to they're trying to walk godly and so frustrated and so so much yeah. with a lack of confidence and and struggling and failing it's because they're not walking by righteousness they're walking by their works and their works have already failed. Yeah. Yeah. Their good works their self-righteousness has already failed it will not work I have to do it by righteousness by yeah. his righteousness this yeah. will give me confidence and peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what keeps coming to me is Galatians 2, 20 and 21. You know, I have been crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This yes. is the life I now live in the flesh. I live in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But then he says this, in the whole context of this, he's talking about, like, you know, we're not justified by our, our own yeah. self-righteousness, our own works and all those yeah. things. But then he says, I don't nullify the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law or basically my own actions or my own working or my own trying to get yes. right myself, my own self-righteousness. He said, then Christ died for nothing. Yes. You know, Christ didn't die for nothing. Yes. Christ yes. died so that we can become righteousness in yes. him. Yes. And, and it's in a revelation of that that we can truly find life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, I think it's in Titus. It says... Uh, that grace, it shows us in context, I'm not quoting it, but in context it shows us that grace empowers us uh, to live godly. It empowers us to live in holiness, you know, uh, not not unholiness, uh, to deny ungodliness is what it says. So Mm -hmm. grace empowers us to say no to ungodliness. Mm -hmm. But grace, again, how does grace flow? Through righteousness. And how Mm -hmm. does righteousness flow? Through belief in Christ, not belief in my works. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It Mm -hmm. simplifies everything. It does. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It makes it so simple. But so now look at this. So once we understand this righteousness, look at Hebrews 1 8. And it says this in the King James, it says, Hebrews 1 8, but unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So what did a scepter represent? A scepter represented the authority of that kingdom. So our righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom of God. This is how a believer can stand up, watch, in the righteousness of the name of Jesus and speak and it shall be done. This is how a believer can stand up and lay hands on somebody 
and they can receive the anointing or the power of God. Yeah. But now watch this. Let's say I'm operating in righteousness, okay? Mm-hmm. And I pray in righteousness and the anointing is released. Boom. Yeah. The anointing's released. But in that moment, the receiver says, oh, I felt that. I felt that anointing. I felt that power. I felt that healing, whatever it is, that grace. What that is is a manifestation of grace, yeah. right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, that receiver says, oh, I've got to go work for this to make it, make it come to pass. They instantaneously block the righteousness, yeah. cut the grace off, and what they received now won't work because they took what was freely given through yeah. righteousness and grace and faith in God, and yeah. they blocked it because they turned it now back into their works. So we can not only can we walk, not walk in confidence and peace, we can cut off what has been working in our life. We can cut yeah. off the grace that's come to us. Yeah. So we, I can you know, pray for somebody on Sunday, but if Monday through Friday they walk in their own works, they're not going to walk out what, what they received on Sunday. Right. They're going to cut it off. And so, but if they will allow their righteousness, Lord, I know I, I messed up. If you mess up, you just confess. You mm-hmm. believe on the, you believe and put faith on the price that Jesus paid in First John chapter one, mm-hmm. verse eight, nine, and ten, and it shows us if we'll if we'll confess, He is faithful and and He is true. He is faithful and just mm-hmm. to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Yeah. Right. All of it. Yeah. And so he'll make us right mm-hmm. in that moment. He'll forgive yeah. us of all yeah. that unrighteousness, make us right again, and we'll walk right back out in it. We'll step right back into grace. Yeah? Yeah. So if you mess up, just with your heart, repent. Confess it with your yeah. heart. You know? And so one of the things that you see is that many times people cut off the own flow, their, their own flow of grace and anointing yeah. because they'll walk away thinking, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Believe, yeah. you know, even in John 6, it says, this is the work that you believe on the son, right? Yeah. That you believe on the yeah. son. It comes back down to faith, all right? Yeah. And see this, so righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. Righteousness is our foundation. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. 54, 13 and 14. Isaiah 54, 13 and 14. All your sons, and this, the two covenants, all your sons, the, the sons in the old covenant, the sons in the new covenant, will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. Mm. In righteousness, you will be established. You will be far from oppression, and you will not fear. And from terror, it will not come near you. Yeah. It mm-hmm. where? Where? Righteous. In righteousness. Where will terror not come near you? Where will fear not have a place? Where will oppression be far from you? In righteousness. In righteousness. In righteousness. Yeah. And and when the word says in righteousness, you will be established in the King James, I believe it says, righteousness will be your foundation. In other words, it will give you a steady foundation that can't be shaken. It can't (laughs) be shaken. Where? In righteousness. In righteousness. Yeah. And how do we get into righteousness? 
we believe on Christ yeah. that he did everything I needed. I needed. He did it, and I believe that he was my substitution, and mm -hmm. I am made the righteousness. Jesus, you are my Lord, and I believe that you died for me and that God brought you back to life. And I want, I want to show you an important point in this. Go back to Romans 10, 9 and 10. Watch mm -hmm. this. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, in other words, I'm confessing whatever you tell me to do, Jesus, I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And I believe in my heart. Now watch this. Now this is interesting. I don't believe that he died on the cross. I don't believe just that he died. I don't believe that he had my sin on him, although I do need to believe all of those things. That's not what it points out here. All of those yeah. things are true. All of those things are important. And without them, you wouldn't get to this point. But what are yeah. you believing? You're believing that God brought him back to life. Look yeah. at it. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Mm -hmm. You yeah. will be saved. All right. Now, and then it goes on in verse 10, for with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness. But what did we believe? We believed, watch this, that everything, oh, this is so good, everything that took Jesus into the grave mm -hmm. could not hold him. Yeah. yeah. That means everything that could have held us down cannot hold you anymore. Yeah. Everything yeah. that could have oppressed you yeah. can't oppress you anymore. Everything yeah. that could come against you, yeah. it can't do it anymore because when we put faith in Christ that he raised from the dead, that means mm -hmm. every chain yeah. that could have beat him was sliced by the grace of God yeah. and righteousness yeah. gives us a right to access that grace yeah. that broke every chain. Yeah. That means every chain yeah. that could have ever held you back. See, when we believe that God raised up from the dead, that Jesus raised up from the dead by the, by the Father's will, by the yeah. power, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? When we believe that, we're believing there is no power yeah. greater than the yeah. resurrection power of God yeah. that's now, Ephesians says, is alive in us. Yeah. There is no power greater. So when I walk up to the altar and I go, well, I hope this works. I'm not in righteousness. Yeah. I'm yeah. not in faith. Because when I understand that I have resurrection power on the inside of me, and I'm going to release and, and I'm going to receive resurrection power by the laying on of hands as, as uh, activated and released and imparted, right? Yeah. And I walk up to the altar. Well, I hope this works, which is very religious. And we see people do it. I've done it. Every one of us has done it. Yeah. But it's time to change that. Right. It's time to change that. Yeah. When I walk up to that altar mm -hmm. and, I, and I receive that, thank you, Lord, for I hear you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. He's telling me, giving me some instruction for later on this week. So thank you, Lord. That, see, that's that fellowship that we're yeah. talking about. I was asking a question, Lord, what do I need to do? What, what do I need to do later on this week? There's an event coming up. I need to know what to do. I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, he just drops it in my spirit. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. And in relationship, he, he drops it in my spirit. This is, what I, this is what I want you to do right here. Yeah. See? All right, now watch this. I come up to the altar, back on track. I come up to the altar, 
And then I say, well, I hope this happens. I hope this one works. I hope this prayer works. Or I hope that today goes okay. You know, right? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Am I believing that every power is broken? Mm -mm. Am I believing that the resurrection power of God broke every chain? Or am I believing that there was my problem would have held Jesus in the grave? So see, when we believe that God raised him from the dead, we are, we are believing there is no power that could hold him and I am in him. Yeah. And there's no power that can hold me down. Yeah. There is no oppression that can come near me. There yeah. is no fear that can grab a hold of me. There's no attack of the enemy. And see, there's a difference. There's something that happens right there. You can tell yeah. it just as I'm talking about it in me. Uh, there's something that happens, and oh my goodness, I got the freedom of the Lord. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit mm -hmm. that released resurrection power to raise Jesus up. That's why he wanted to give us the Holy Spirit, was to release that resurrection power in our lives. Yeah. And so our relationship with the Holy Spirit allows that resurrection power, that resurrection grace to flow and so yeah. now as we approach and we approach God in prayer, you know, we can be praying by ourselves at home. We can be coming up to the altar and we say, Jesus is out of that grave, right? Yeah. And I yeah. know it. And if he's out of that grave and I'm with him, ain't nothing going to hold me in that grave. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's going to hold me in that grave, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, nothing's going to hold me in that place of death, that place of lack, that place yeah. of bondage ain't happening. Yeah. No sickness, that's why sickness has to fall off of people. Yeah. That, that's why poverty has to fall off of people. You know, That's why that mental bondage has to fall off of people. When I go after that and I believe by faith that God raised him from the dead, mm -hmm. I'm making a statement. Mm -hmm. I'm making a statement yeah. that whatever couldn't hold him down can't hold me either because I'm in him. Uh, you know, even as he is, so are we in this world, right? In him, we live and move and have our being. Yeah. See, when we recognize we're in him, then we're raised. Yeah. We're raised from the dead. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. And yeah. so that is our righteousness. That is the scepter. That's why it's the authority, yeah. right? That's why it's a firm foundation. Yeah. And if you have that authority and that firm foundation, mm -hmm. where's your confidence? <laughs> where's your peace yeah yeah it's it's high yeah. it's high so now you see why they could tell they had been with jesus mm -hmm. you know the confidence mm -hmm. that they had yeah. they knew he'd been raised they mm -hmm. knew he had broken every he had broken yeah. every chain that ever could hold hold yeah. mankind yeah. every chain that ever had power was sliced yeah. and broken remember he'd spoiled principalities mm -hmm. and powers all those powers that held people, he spoiled them. How'd they do it? He sliced every chain coming up yeah. out of that grave yeah. with resurrection power. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we can come boldly before his throne. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where the confidence comes. It comes from that righteousness and that revelation that what Christ did, it, yeah. it you know, when, like you quoted First John 1, 9, you know, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, which means yeah. now... In him, there's no unrighteousness left in me, yeah. which is why I can come to his throne in confidence. You know, like yeah. from like the beginning, you know, what I kept seeing was like Isaiah. When Isaiah went 
you know, when when he had the vision and he was at the throne room. The f- yeah. He didn't have a righteousness at that point. He fell to the ground and he was like, yeah. oh, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among people of unclean lips. He thought he was going to die. Yeah. And, like, when you said, like, if God came into this room, you know, <laughs> would you have, like, all these different things? I'm like, well, a lot of people probably would be terrified and think yeah. that they're getting ready to be smoten. You know, yes. like, like, he's going to wipe me out and, like, knock me upside my head because they don't have a revelation of righteousness. That's right. And so, That's like, right. if I'm coming before his throne... With that same mentality of, of oh, you know, I'm unclean. I'm I sin every day. I'm a mess. I'm I, I mess up all the time. I can't. I without that revelation of righteousness, how am I going to expect yes. that God will do anything? You know, yes. like that. I ask Him. You know, yeah. if I were to say, God, you know, I I, I know I'm a mess. You know, I know I'm. I'm awful, but, you know, uh, I, I would really like this cancer to, you know, go away. But, you know, I, I know I'm a mess, and you might not, you know, yeah. even hear my... Like, that's that's how a lot of people approach it. Well, yeah. At least if they don't say it with their mouth that they feel that, you know, yeah. In, yeah. In, their, in their emotions, in their soul of, oh, well, you know, I'm a mess. Maybe God, because, of, because I did this the other day, maybe God won't answer my prayer. And there's no revelation of and righteousness. And instantly in they're outside of righteousness mm-hmm. and grace yeah. stops. Yeah, yeah, and because and f- there, there's no faith in that. You know, That's it's right. double-mindedness, yeah. which yeah. the Bible says if you're double-minded. Yes. What's double-minded? Well, you know, I do. I know he, he said in his word that he wants to, so I believe that he that he can, but I, I messed up the other day, so yeah. he might not want yeah. to. That's double-mindedness, and we're out of yeah. faith now. Yeah. And But what happened with Isaiah, whenever he, he like, he didn't have that revelation, but the but then the angel took the 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 burning coal, touched it to his lips and, you yeah. know, symbolizing all of a sudden, like his whole countenance changed. He yes. had a revelation yeah. of righteousness. And then all of a sudden God's like, who am I going to send? And then he boldly, confidently, here I am, Lord, send, send me. me. You yeah. know, like that's confidence. There, there's a massive shift from before he had a revelation of yes. righteousness and he had mm-hmm. that revelation of righteousness. Now he can yes. actually speak up when God's asking something, you know, yeah. like most people would just stand in the background and wait for someone else to say something. Well, so yeah. I'm sure you can send somebody else. <laughs> Is there anyone else? No, no he, yeah. here I am, Lord, send, send me. me. You know, yeah. like that's that's a whole shift in yes. confidence. And the only thing that shifted was his right his revelation of righteousness. Yes. Yeah. We had a question in the comments. Kevin said, by doing that, you're leaving an opening for failure. But in righteousness, there is no failure. Does that sound right to you? Yes, that's right. That's... That's how people walk and don't fall as they yeah. walk in that they walk in that righteousness. It, think about how can you fail if you're walking in righteousness? You're walking in those right things and in, in belief in that way. Now, you could get in pride, you could say, you know, you could think that I can never miss it and I don't have a flesh. What you're saying is I don't have a flesh that's tempting me anymore, but um that but to walk in that means you would have to step out of righteousness to walk in that, uh, which you can do, and you have to be. That's why it's important to have accountability and different things. But the biggest thing is determine in yourself, put on humility. Um, at what point in our life are we going to not need humility? And and that means at what point are we not going to need submission? You know, in that way, yeah. the world's turned submission into a bad word, yeah. uh, but it's not. It's a beautiful word. Why? Because in submission, and watch this. So, if you go into James four or First Peter five, you see both places that when we submit to God, grace and greater grace is given. Yeah. And so, submission's not a bad word. Submission is in God. Now, submission in the world can be bad. 
But in God's way of defining it and applying it in God's way, submission releases more power, more grace in that. And uh, so why in the world would I fight submission? You know, in God's in God's kingdom. So yeah. as we do that, it protects us, it keeps us, and you know, looking at the foundation as well. If y'all have any other questions, put this in, uh, put put in, put them in quickly. But look at look at Isaiah sixty one three. And let me ask you this: Before you've ever have you ever watched, have you ever seen in your life an oak tree, a big massive oak tree, blow down? ripped up, ripping up the roots. I'm not talking about like one limb falling off. I'm like the whole tree blow down, ripped up by the roots. Have you ever seen that, right? My my guess would be no, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. for the most part. You know, the only, that would take a massive, massive storm. Mm-hmm. So in most people's minds, especially like when this is written, you know, we have video and stuff. We can look up different things now, but in most people's minds, oaks don't move right? <laughs> Oaks don't move. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the picture that God gives us right here. He says in Isaiah 61, 3, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. In other words, all these things that are plaguing you, I'm going to give you the answer. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the answer. And that answer is given through Christ who yeah. we know we need to believe in, but look at yeah. the next statement. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, yeah. the planting yeah. of the Lord that he may be glorified. In other words, he's saying, you're not going to get blown over by the wind. That's yeah. what he's saying. You're, you're going to be founded, mm-hmm. planted. You're going to be stable. You're going to be strong. You're going to be confident. Yeah. And in that confidence, you'll have peace through what? What is it that gave them and made them oaks? Righteousness. Righteousness. Yeah. Righteousness. Yeah. Righteousness. So, you know, we've got to walk in that righteousness. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we, don't, we don't do that by paying a price. We do it by believing that Jesus paid the price. Yeah. Lord, I receive the price that you paid yeah. for yeah. me. I know I didn't do it right. I know I probably won't do it right. Mm-hmm. But I receive what you did right. You did it perfectly right. I believe on that. I mm-hmm. believe that not only did you do it right, but I believe that God raised you from the dead and solved it all. And I yeah. receive that solution in my life right now. Yeah. I receive the, the works of your righteousness as my righteousness and the solution, I receive it right now. Yeah. Amen. 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 So I'll give you this real quickly. Um, five or six things... And I, I wrote down a, a few things. Let me just read these out to you. Uh, let me read a couple of things out to you. So it says, anything given as a payment is considered as a payment. It moves under the law and therefore counts mm-hmm. for nothing. Now let that hit you. Anything given as a payment is considered as a payment. Therefore, it moves under the law, and therefore it counts for nothing. Yeah. Because it's, by, it's, it's on your own works, not his works. It's on your own self-righteousness, not his righteousness. Yeah. And it counts mm-hmm. for nothing. So people are trying to do that. Don't do things to give a payment. 
do things because you love God. You know, yeah. do things because he's commanded you to. All right, he told me to do this, and because I love him, I'm going to be obedient. You know, yeah. you do that with offering. That was a big breakthrough for me in offerings is I just have to be obedient to God. I just, I don't do it under compulsion. He's not forcing me to. He's asking me. He's presenting me with an opportunity. Lord, I want to love on you, and so because of that, I want to, I want to give this. Man, our offerings went through the roof after that. Our, yeah. our giving, our receiving went through mm-hmm. the roof. And then I said this, people, so anything given as a payment is considered as a payment. It moves under the law and counts for nothing. Anything. Because in, in anything that's not in his righteousness is unrighteousness. Doesn't matter how much, doesn't matter if you got 99 out of 100 right, you're still unrighteous because that hundredth one, it makes you guilty. Yeah. So if even if it's the right thing to do, when you're given it as a payment, it, it's unrighteous. It's unrighteous. And now I wrote this, people have resentment towards God because they quote unquote did all these things and then something ha- bad happened. But what they don't realize is they did all these things as a payment and they moved yeah. themselves into unrighteousness. That's not God's doing. That's yeah. our doing because of a lack of revelation of righteousness. Yeah. And the word says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It says my people are in captivity right? Because of a lack of understanding. They don't know these things. They don't know the word, the power of the word, and they they don't understand these things. And so they move themselves into a place of unrighteousness then get mad at God because it didn't work. And it was our own doing. He provided the way that was easy. He provided the way that was light. And then we blame God and we get mad at him. So I gave a couple examples. So a sick person goes to church and they're a good person, you know, and then uh, they they lived their whole life in church, came down with a serious disease, and then lost their life. And and they're mad at God, you know. So they they come to church thinking, well, I'm a good person. Well, that's not going to get you healed. You know, well, I've been good all my life. That's not going to get you healed. Mm-mm. A revelation of righteousness is going to get you healed. Right. A revelation of righteousness walking that out. So if they are paying by doing good. They place themselves in the law where they are not righteous and they can't receive his grace. Do you yeah. understand? Under the law, we can't receive the grace, the supernatural power. You don't yeah. receive it there. It's not possible because you're under law. You are unrighteous under the law. Yeah. We've got to be out, outside of the law in the fulfilled law through Jesus Christ in his righteousness. If we are believing on Jesus and believing that we are righteous, we place ourselves in God's love where we are righteous and children of God and can receive his goodness. So as we believe that God raised him from the dead, in Jesus that God raised him from the dead, we place ourselves in the place where grace can flow. Yeah. And that's got nothing to do with our works. Mm-mm. It's got to do with his works, yeah. right? So I want to give you a last thing here, six things that righteousness produces. Six things righteousness produces. Salvation, one, salvation. Two, and you might could have a, a more comprehensive list, but here's, here's six things. Salvation, two, power. Three, reigning in life. Four, 
a foundation or establishment. Five, an abundant supply. Six, all things added to you. So I'll go over those again. One, salvation. Two, power. Three, reigning in life. Four, a foundation and establishment. Five, an abundant supply. And six, all things added. So we see in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that when we're made righteous, we get salvation, we get saved. Romans 1, 16 and 17, it says, uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power, it's the power. Mm. Verse 17, for in it, the gospel of God is revealed from faith to faith, but as it is written, the righteous man shall live in that power by faith. So righteousness releases Mm -hmm. power. Of course, we know it releases grace, which is that power. Reigning in life, Romans 5, 17. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through one, talking about Adam, so sin reigned in in man. Mm -hmm. Because of transgression, death reigned. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So righteousness will release righteousness and grace, and through righteousness and grace, we will reign in life, but it starts with righteousness. So we reign in life through righteousness. We have power through righteousness. We have salvation through righteousness. Uh, Foundation, Isaiah 54, 14, righteousness gives us that foundation. It establishes us. We covered that already. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. They shall be satisfied. We're abundantly satisfied through what? Righteousness. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we'll walk in that righteousness and we'll be satisfied. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his Righteousness. righteousness. And all these things will be added. So these are, man, what a great thing. Salvation, power, reigning in life, our foundation, our establishment, our abundant supply, all things added to us, all comes because of righteousness. Man, I want to go after righteousness just to get in that list, you know? Like, let me stay in righteousness. And how do we stay in righteousness? We believe. We believe God that Jesus did it right, even though we didn't. Yeah. Even though we didn't. We believe God, even though I didn't do it right. And I probably can't do it right. You know, I can do it right. I can do it right. I can live right from this day forward, empowered by his grace. But can I, over the span of my life, can I get it right the whole time? Nope, I'm already guilty because I've already sinned, you see? So I can't get it right, but I believe that Jesus got it right for me. And if I'll move into that righteousness, grace is released. Every chain is broken. All these things are added. And confidence. And we're not talking about a little bit of confidence. We're talking about complete confidence and peace can be ours. Amen? Amen. I just want to pray right now. Father, right now, thank you for a revelation, a revelation of righteousness. Thank you, Father, for a revelation of righteousness being released in people today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. 
Poho frene ekoloma arialsto. Hamre edokuma eateni ede de kustevi. Shamlede ofran amosto. Lord, let it be right now that righteousness reigns in the life of people, that they drop their self-righteousness by works. They drop those works of self-righteousness and they believe unto the righteousness of God in Christ. And Lord, then let that goodness of God cause us to change our hearts and do the good works, not to gain righteousness, but because we love you. Father, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Let me show you one more thing. If you're hanging on, you're going to get a nugget. Let me show you one more thing. So now watch this. If I'm living by my works, by my righteous works, and I miss something, right? Well, now my protection falls, my salvation falls. Why? Because it was based on my righteousness. But if I believe in God, if I believe in God for my righteousness, if I believe in him, then when does his righteousness fail? Never. So when does my salvation, my healing, my protection fail? Never. Never. So by faith, I believe in him. But now watch this. If I'm trying to do righteous works to get righteous, that's going to fail. So that system fails. God's system doesn't. But now watch this. If I'm, if I'm doing good works, not for righteousness, but because I love God, mm-hmm. what happens when I fail then? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, Lord, because I'm seeking to do the right works, but I miss it. How does God look at that? They were trying to love me. They missed it, but they were trying to love me. Yeah. Does he punish us for that? Mm-mm. Do I punish my son because he tried to do something and missed? Yeah. You know, I remember one time when I was little, you know, I, I was wanting to be a blessing to my family. And so I decided I was going to make chocolate milk for dinner for everybody. And uh, so how do you make chocolate milk? Well, cocoa powder. And so I put milk, I put cocoa powder in milk, and that was it. Well, cocoa powder is very bitter, (laughs) and it tasted horrible. Do you think my parents were mad at me because of that? Now, see, I want you to see something. If, If my righteousness and my salvation was dependent on that, I would have failed and I would have I would have gone backwards. I would have not been protected. But I wasn't I wasn't doing those good works that I missed for my righteousness sakes. I was doing it because I loved them. Do you think they held that against me? No. Not at all. So see, we're so we're so bound in condemnation because we missed our good works, because we've been trying to do good works for righteousness sake. That breeds condemnation. But when we're trying to love on God and we miss it, that breeds mercy. Can you see the difference? So what we're doing those works for has everything to do with the results that come out. Right. See, when when I'm receiving my righteousness by faith in Christ, I'm never missing salvation. And when I'm doing good works because I love God, even if I miss it, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I can live a life where I'm not affected by that. And I say, oh, Lord, I repent. I missed that. Yeah. I was trying to love on you, and I missed it. 
I sinned. Now see, I sinned. Lord, I was trying to love on you and I missed it. I sinned. And now all of a sudden, how easy is it for me to go to the Lord and ask for his forgiveness because I missed what I was trying to do? It didn't affect my righteousness. Yeah. It didn't affect my right standing with God. Now, it might affect my conscience, which yeah. would affect my faith, yeah. which affects my righteousness. But I just repent, and I get my conscience back right, and I'm right back in right standing. Yeah. So how long now does my mess up last? as quickly as I can repent and confess it. Yeah. 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 Big nugget. Big yeah. nugget. Go ahead. And that kind of uh, goes in line with what Kelly already asked. Yeah. She said, if you stay in righteousness, God favor, God's favor remains on you. But if you step out of it and try and do things on your own works, does God's favor leave you? God's favor doesn't leave us. We leave God's favor mm. would be a better way to say that. <laughs> yeah. um, we step away from God's favor because we're doing it the wrong way. All we have to do is just by faith believe that we are forgiven and by faith believe that Jesus has already beat all those things yeah. and step right back into fellowship yeah. and righteousness. See, the issue is there. The reason it doesn't work is because we step out of fellowship. His favor, he is his favor. Yeah. When we step out of fellowship, you know, like sinning, you know, and we know we shouldn't have done that, mm -hmm. we sin. We step, out of, we step out of fellowship for a second. We still have relationship, but we step out of fellowship. Well, if we, excuse me, if we step out of fellowship for long enough, we can affect our relationship, yeah. right? Um, so we don't want to keep pushing the limit down that road of bad fellowship. Uh, we want to stay in fellowship and stay in that place. And, of course, staying in fellowship means staying in favor. So yeah. righteousness and fellowship, they go hand in hand. Yeah. So, amen. Amen. Glory to God. And think about this. Righteousness is what gives us the right to fellowship. Yeah. yeah. So without yeah. righteousness, you don't believe that you're fit for fellowship. Without righteousness, you're not made right, and you can't have fellowship. So how important is righteousness? Again, yeah. Hebrews 5, it is the yeah. determining factor of our maturity. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're not, if we never walk in righteousness, we never are mature at all. We don't even enter the scale because we're not in the family. We're not saved and born again. So righteousness is huge. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, we hope you got a lot out of it today. Today, Listen, today was huge. How many mm -hmm. people got something big out of it today? Do you think yeah. that that would help other people? I think this is a message that yeah. will set people free. Yeah. And uh, so, amen, <laughs> Kelly says, thank you, Pastor Brian. You are so welcome. We love you. If you think this will help somebody else, make sure that you share it. Text yeah. the link to somebody. Say, you yeah. need to watch this mm -hmm. today. Yeah. You need to watch this broadcast. This this is will set you yeah. free. And uh, praise God, it's going to set. It's just the word of God. It's the truth of his word yeah. being released. And the truth that yeah. we continue in sets us free. Yeah. And so, if you would like to sow today, you don't have to. Amen. Margie says, I will be sharing today. Amen. You don't have to sow. Uh, we sowed this broadcast into the world every weekday. You're welcome to partner with us. You can go to giveww.org. You can give one time or you can set it up that it gives on a regular basis. And uh, you can give Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, text to give, cryptocurrency. All of that stuff is there. 
We love you so very much. We're excited for you. Let us just pray right now for anything that if people are given our job as a priest of God is to bless it. So, Father, let it be blessed. Press down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Lord, bring multiplied increase now in Jesus' name. Father, I see it. The things that people are touching, the things in their lives that they're touching, in the name of Jesus, by your righteousness, bring favor to those places now in Jesus' name. Let them just start going up. Let it be miraculous. Let it be that all the things around them aren't moving, but their things are moving up. Let it be distinct right now in Jesus' name. Let it let them be moving up. Everything their hand is touching, favor, fill those things, multiplied increase, multiplied favor with God and man in the name of Jesus We thank you for it and we praise you for it. Amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much. Thank y'all. Did you get something out of it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amen. Did it help? Yes, sir. Glory. That's one of those messages. It'll help you for a long time if you meditate on it and apply it. So praise God. We pray it helped you as well. Have a great, great day. And we love you so very much. Here's Barrett. Make sure that y'all are taking this broadcast and sharing it. You can do it super easy. I know it's not on Facebook, but you can put it on Facebook. Take the link, copy and paste it to your Facebook status right now. Send it to somebody you know. This is a broadcast that's important and people you know will be blessed by it. So make sure that you take the time to share the word, sow the seed. It's a good one. And speaking of good stuff coming up, kickstart is so soon guys so soon february 7th is right around the corner which means brother tracy is on his way to north carolina soon we're gonna have he and pastor ryan here february 7th through the 11th for kickstart 22 and it's going to be powerful register today if you know you're coming go to bclife.org slash ks and click register now whether you're a part of boomerang whether you're coming in from out of state out of town we want to know who's going to be here so that way we can make preparations for all of you get all the chairs into the sanctuary that need to be there so that way we have room it's going to be a fantastic week so register today let your friends know make plans to be here it's going to be phenomenal nightly at 6 30 p.m you're not going to want to miss it Speaking of not wanting to, to not wanting to miss stuff, tomorrow we're gonna be back 11:30 a.m. here for lunch. Plus, we have a brand new episode for you. So hop on with us, join us live, hang out, and receive the word tomorrow. It's gonna be good. We'll see you then.